Breathing, thinking, and feeling are tied together through the autonomic nervous system. Autonomic regulation and a story of safety happen with the heart and breath in harmony. Deb Dana. I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a health educator and gymotherapy expert, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Japanese acupuncturist, Megan Lemp. Hi, Lauren. It's great to be with you and everybody joining us. And I'm so pleased to be exploring the topic of our breath today because this is such a rich topic and it's relevant to now during the pandemic and it's relevant to every day. And Deb Dana talks so beautifully about how we can be active participants in our nervous system. And this is really one way to do that. Megan, as a writer, I instantly leap to this idea Deb puts forth that we can write our own story of safety. Yes. I love that. That's so empowering. So empowering. And and for for our time now, I, I I don't go a day without hearing from someone that is struggling to breathe. And with that, they're also experiencing rapid heartbeat. And none of it um, is coming from an organ that is challenged. It's coming from their nervous system. And I think we've reached this point of that we talked about last time, allostatic overload. Yes. Yeah. When I was thinking about allostatic overload and I was thinking about our breath, um, in preparation for our discussion today, this image was coming to mind of what happens when we're startled. Mm. So when we're startled, we sort of, and you know, we can say our chi, or in this case, our breath, it, it rises up right away and we hold it and it becomes contracted. And I was thinking, oh, you know, how beautiful if we can, as an active participant in shifting our nervous system, visualize and bring about the experience of the opposite of that, of deepening and opening. Mm. But I think there's a general collective um, feeling of startle that many of us have moved in and out of this year just because of the layers that we're all processing. Wow, Megan, you are so right. There, it's, and it's coming to homeostasis. Okay, I've got this. You know, we know what we're doing with the kids now. We know what our schedule might look like. Oh my gosh, not anymore. It's changed. And then there it goes. And it's, it's a startle effect that is affecting every member of a family. So when we're looking at that and seeing what that does to family dynamics, it's pretty powerful. It's very powerful. And I think Megan Etheridge spoke so beautifully to that last week when she talked about the dynamics in her family and holding on to her ventral vagal anchors so that she could nourish herself and then you know, help the family come back to homeostasis. So Megan, I have a little bit of a confession to make. Mm -hmm. You know, 20 years ago was when I would say I officially started this journey in natural health and healing. It was after my cancer diagnosis. I was working um, 
quite intensely with a homeopath physician in Heidelberg, Germany, and she sent me to um, an amazing body worker um, who literally lived around the corner from our house in downtown Heidelberg. And this body worker did all, all sorts of, from reflexology to cranial sacral work and Reiki healing and, and was, I, I can probably attribute a lot of the fact that I'm here to her, but here's the confession. She brought up with me immediately, oh, Lauren, you don't breathe. And it actually made me really angry. I, I felt like, but, you know, I have these things wrong with me, but I know I'm breathing. Or I wouldn't, <laughs> right? Like, can we just fix the other stuff? And I really parked that away somewhere. I'm sure she brought it up several times, which I tuned out um, for sure, until one of our podcasts together, when we were doing Jimmo Memo, and you started to talk about breath. And there was this part of me that went, oh my gosh, is this not gonna leave me alone? So, <laughs> and here we are, it's the theme. It is the theme for 2020. There's no way around it. And I feel so fortunate to be in your company because I think that is something you really, um, connect with and it, it you embody this um, deep nourishing breath work mm. you know it's interesting so there's some alignment there with my experience of the beginning of my exploration and study of natural health also when i first began to explore the idea of becoming an acupuncturist um, and I was taking some classes with um, Tom Duckworth, who ultimately ended up being my mentor and acupuncture teacher. And he was instructing us to breathe into our abdomens. And which we know that if you watch a baby breathe, that they're not just their abdomen, but their entire diaphragm, mm -hmm. the front, the sides, the back, the whole trunk gently expands and contracts in such a beautiful way. And I had been so locked down for so many years in my abdomen that when I tried to start breathing into my abdomen, I did not think it was possible. And it caused so much discomfort sure. that I think it became, you know, when we have a challenge with something, I think sometimes it really turns out to be a gift because it drew my attention in such a way um, that I wanted to explore that. And I wanted to find out if it was possible for a deep nourishing breath to become my habitualized way of breathing. And it turns out, of course, that it is possible for all of us. Um, <laughs> but it does, you know, we can thank the autonomic nervous system for something um, like our breath, because we, we can tune out and we're still breathing, but we can also tune in. And we can also become active participants and bring some awareness to it and really take that exploration of nourishing ourselves to the next level. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, Megan, it, it was really on this particular podcast that was the first time I linked breath with nourishment. And if anyone knows me, I, I am a foodie all, all the way in and out with nourishing foods. And nourishing ourselves with 
exercise and nature. But here we have something we all have available to us at all times in the every day, moment. at every moment. And we can use it to write our own story. Yes. So let's talk about that. Let's do it. Yeah. I think the idea of writing our own story is beautiful. And I think that in polyvagal theory, we've spent some time talking about the different states and the idea of becoming more self-aware so that we can observe ourselves and see which state we're in in the present moment and then draw upon tools. So gentle movement or general therapy or using our breath to shift our state when we feel stuck. And I think that the breath really works in both of those capacities. I think that if we don't try and shift our breath and we just take a moment and watch our breath, we can often tell right there from where our breath is, is it shallow and rapid and up in our chest or is it slower and deeper or in our abdomen? Is it pulling around to the back? There's so many um, little markers that we can use to tell where we are um, and what state of the nervous system we're in just by observing our breath. Yes, I, I agree. And I've certainly been doing that much more in the last few months. Understanding polyvagal theory certainly helped guide me to this and, and paying attention to my breath and knowing this is something I can do in the moment. Um, and, you know, I've been spending um, a lot of time um, with a lot of books on trauma and, and um, the nervous system as you have, Megan. And, and I, I remember reading about the study that's, that were done even in the early 1800s about learned helplessness. Mm. And uh, this, uh, this has been profound for me in many ways that I won't go into in this podcast, but to learn um, that we have power yes. is a whole new concept and we have it right there in our breath. Yes, I think something that you and I have touched on in a few episodes in the past is the way that when we feel disempowered or as a product of past trauma or experiences or hard emotions or learned helplessness, we often, I have seen in my practice that even the way that our oral communication the way that we speak and our breath change their relationship. And I think that when we feel helpless or disempowered, I see um, that we stop even giving ourselves space mid-sentence to pause and breathe. Mm. Yeah, and so, yeah, when we step back into allowing ourselves to take up a little bit more space and allowing ourselves to pause and nourish ourselves with breath, um, the domino effect of what we see in our life is pretty profound. Yeah. And, and this is actually a real simple yet courageous step because the world around us doesn't honor that. Yeah. And we have to make a 
conscious effort that we're going to do it differently because I know this is what's right and healthy for me. Yeah, and I think we can allow ourselves to take, you know, polyvagal theory has given me so many gifts, but one of the big ones is that it's taken away the should or all of the right or the wrong about how I'm feeling or how I'm breathing or any of it, and just bringing front of mind the watching and the inquiry and the curiosity and the awareness that helps me see where I am and just let it be and then draw upon my tools from there. Hmm. The word compassion comes up for me, Megan, and, and I know we've talked about how this exploration has helped us both be more compassionate with ourselves. And when we're compassionate with ourselves, we can certainly be compassionate with others. And there, there's no greater need than now for that, that we can take care for ourselves and then offer compassion to those beautiful beings we share our home with and beyond. Yeah, and I think we can extend that compassion even into the awareness that once we take should out of the equation, that it's not, we are not worthy to nourish ourselves with good food or breath or, you know, gemo extracts, or we are not worthy to do that because we are making good choices or we've accomplished something or any, anything else externally. We are intrinsically worthy of that. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, embodying that in the moment is game changing. And I think for many of us, it's, it's taken me a long time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think most explorations do take time <laughs> and, and gain other things along the way. And here we are now, here we are with breath. Shall we talk about extracts? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when someone's struggling with breath in one way or another, and they're in your practice, or it's yourself, or it's a family member, we tend to think the problem is all in the lungs, don't we? And we think, oh, this is, there's something going on in the lungs, there's some inflammation, or there's con some constriction there. And although we have very good extracts to help in the moment, with that in the, that organ, that isn't where it all is. Um, it, it goes beyond there. So let me just share, if it's in the moment, we've got two great extracts for you and they're Lithy and, and Hazel. And we brought these up before you would microdose them with one drop in your mouth. Lithy helps with this dilation to ease inspiration and expiration. It's a harmonizing extract and has some really beautiful qualities for you in that moment to help you regain your ability to take in a breath. Hazel is a little different action, um, working with the connective tissues, improving their elasticity, but it also is an excellent harmonizer in the moment. So those would be two extracts you could have in that go-to. I'm feeling this two hours after I listened to this podcast. But there's more to breathing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Megan? Yeah, so there's sort of three components. 
as I marry my study of polyvagal theory and gemotherapy and my study and practice of the five elements in Asian medicine, breathing takes on these three different distinctions in my mind. There's the lung energy, which is what Lauren is referring to that we talked about with lithium hazel, which is what we typically think of, the inhale and the exhale. And then there is um, our kidney energy, which is our ability to grasp and ground. Um, our kidney is our deepest energy uh, that we inherit um, from our parents, and it acts as a savings account for the body. And think of it as the roots of our trees. And so when we take an inhale, kidney takes that breath from the lung energy and it, and it allows it to draw deep. So we're not just inhaling and exhaling, but we're really nourishing ourselves with that. And then the third component, so the lung and kidney energy and relationship is very important. And in addition to that, there's the diaphragm. Mm. So, or the rib cage. Um, and often that, that's associated with our liver and gallbladder energy, typically. And if we are guarding or bracing or feeling um, armoring ourselves against life or our past experiences or something happening in the present moment that's very challenging, without realizing we often will contract our diaphragm. And sometimes our entire diaphragm is contracted. Sometimes you'll feel it more in your upper abdomen, just below the chest plate there. Um, there's a little bone that's called the xiphoid process. And right under that, where the um, two edges of the rib cage join there, sometimes you'll feel almost a knot there. Or like when you take a deep breath, it gets stuck there. And sometimes you feel it more under the arms, all the way in the side body. And sometimes you feel it in both places. But when the diaphragm is contracted and locked down, there might not actually be a problem with our lungs or even our lung energy. It might be that we can't open the diaphragm enough to take a deep breath. And so in that case, we might want to look more towards extracts that harmonize our liver and gallbladder energy. And the two that I find most useful in that situation are both harmonizers, and those are field maple and olive. Lauren, do you have experience with those? Oh, yes, I do, Megan. I am a queen of armoring. I know how to armor myself <laughs> in seconds when um, I hear something that sends me into a sympathetic state or I have an encounter that is uncomfortable. And there are two places, those are exactly, Megan, the places I feel. I And I know which extract to take because I will feel it. So if I can take my hand and I can put it on my side, um, down almost resting the base of my hand on my hip bone there, and I feel that constriction. And I'll tell you what, Megan, it feels like sometimes like my right side is rolling in to um, in that nice reptilian response, right? And that is field maple. And I will feel a shortness of breath. And the way I discovered this is I would take Lizzie and I wouldn't get the response I needed. 
And knowing this liver and gallbladder feeling, I went to field maple and it's beautiful. It's a, it gives a beautiful result. When I'm feeling it tight, um, just uh, at the, below the breastbone in there and that, that area, and that's where my, uh, my armor goes, um, Olive is um, amazing. Sometimes in that place, it can feel like heat. It can mm -hmm. feel a little bit like heat. And, um, and I think that might be a good cue for folks. Megan, I'm going to add one more because you brought up exactly the answer. I was talking with you previously about feeling like beach belongs in this group, but beach is for the kidney energy. And I'm sure that came to you as you were saying this. Beach is amazing extract um, in the Pyrenees where I like to spend time. It's, I was taught by those that know the forest well that the beech tree is known for being able to heal trauma in the past, present, and future. Mm. Just being in a beech forest, we experience that timelessness. And I've, I've felt the same from the beach extract. Again, all of these would be one drop only, but I would say if you're feeling that in the kidney region and there's a constriction there, and maybe you can add on to that, Megan, um, all harmonizers. Um, so your body will use that information from the extract to do exactly what's needed in the moment, that be with energy. You know, the interesting part, I think, about bringing a discussion of the kidneys and the back body into our discussion of breath is that typically we talk about breathing into our chest and when we talk about the inhale and the exhale. And then when we expand our discussion of breath, you might hear people talk about diaphragmatic breathing or abdominal breathing. Um, but interestingly, the back body almost never even enters the conversation about breathing. And if you think about the back, you know, the back of us has to be 30% stronger, I think, is the, is the percentage than the front just to hold us up. It is our true support. And kidney is our ability to uh, transition uh, through mm -hmm. life. And so if we think about wanting, needing the energy of support and um, needing to hold ourselves up and transition, then I think, um, you know, beach is, is going to be beautiful. So beyond gemos, Megan, although yeah. I love gemos, as you know, <laughs> exercise to share with us. Yeah, so I would love to take a little exploration with everybody, Lauren, with you and anybody yeah. tuning in, a little exploration of breath and drawing back upon Deb Dana empowering us not to just notice what state of the nervous system we're in, but to be active participants in shifting our nervous system. And we know that we can do that both through gentle movement and through the breath. So I thought it would be fun to take an exploration of joining those for a few minutes and moving our breath through our body. And as we do that, watching and tuning in to see where in our body, when we're breathing there, that we naturally soften and open and feel more safe and connected without trying. 
And where in our body, when we shift our breath, we might notice that we tighten a little and we brace against life a little bit more. And this will help you tailor your breath practice for yourself. So let's start without trying to change or move anything and lay down or find a comfortable seat. And let's rest our hand on our chest, in the heart center, anywhere that feels right to you. It doesn't have to be the same place for all of us. But acknowledging that most of us have become habituated into breathing into our chest in a more shallow, sometimes rapid, sometimes not. But the breath has come out of the abdomen the way we were born and it's come up into the chest. And by resting our hand here, we're just inviting our awareness into our breath. You can almost feel the vibration of it. And just starting to tune in. Remembering that our natural state of breath is breathing like a baby, which is the entire diaphragm gently rising and falling without effort with each breath, expanding and contracting. So continue to observe how you feel right now in your chest. And we're gonna shift and place a hand on your abdomen, on your navel or just below. This area has a strong connection to the mind. And in Asian medicine, we call it the Dantian or the Tandin. It is where all of our vitality and chi originates. And we come forth into life from this place. So for a second, imagine a simple pencil drawing of a sun. Maybe the kind of sun that you drew when you were a child, just a big circle with lines coming off of it. This area that's the core of our being, this is the sun. And the rest of our body are the rays that are radiating from this place. So let's invite our breath to deepen and move into this area. Knowing that as we do this, we're already beginning the process of nourishing our whole system from right here. Allowing your hand to gently rise and fall with your breath. And as you take a few deep breaths into your core, imagine the area filling with life on the inhale, filling with breath. And then send that breath all the way to your hands and feet on the exhale. And as you do this a few times, you might be able to feel your breath, feel the increase in your circulation and blood flow and feel your breath going all the way to the fingertips and the toes. If breathing into your abdomen and dropping the breath down into the diaphragm feels awkward for you, or like maybe it's getting stuck somewhere in the diaphragm, remember that that's okay, that we contract our diaphragm in response to our experiences and our heart emotions. 
In response to feeling danger, this is the, one of the first places that we armor ourselves. So again, pause and imagine that startle sensation that we talked about. That our breath rises up and contracts in our upper body. And we're inviting the opposite of that now. We're inviting ourselves to feel safe and to soften and deepen and open and feel what safety feels like through the breath. And when you feel ready, we're gonna move our attention to the side body. Down under the arm, the entire side body from under the arm all the way down to your hip. And allow your breath to start to move sideways, not just into the abdomen, but also filling the side body. Maybe starting to feel the ribs separate and open as we inhale. Allowing ourselves to take up more space and expand. And this is new and different. And if you're having trouble accessing this part of yourself through the breath, try putting your hand on your hip. And then just slide your hand gently up until it reaches the bottom of the diaphragm, till it reaches that last rib. You'll naturally stop there. And then just cup the side of your rib cage there with your hand. When we touch ourselves, we allow ourselves to hold our emotions by having the body contain them. And we know that the nervous system is precognitive. So when we allow the body to be a container for our emotions, it helps us feel safer. And this lateral body and our diaphragm is the ultimate container for our emotions. Giving yourself permission to open, knowing that if we've silenced ourselves or guarded and braced ourselves, then this area is probably habitually contracted. And today and now is the moment when we can become aware of that and step forth and allow ourselves to expand. This is an actual energetic gate, this area. It's where our digestive energy rises up to meet the lung energy. And if the diaphragm is contracted, the gate may be closed. And we may see that in both digestive challenges and shallow breath. So as you allow this area to expand, imagine this gate in your side body opening, unhinge the gate and allow these two forms of nutrition, our breath and the food and fluid that we take in to join and nourish us completely. And we're gonna finish up by moving around into our back body. Starting by breathing into the kidneys. So again, if you're having trouble accessing this area, rest your hand on your hip. 
And where your thumb lands, slide up just a little bit and you'll feel the back there of the diaphragm and these lower ribs. And just pull your intention of your breath back into the back body. Again, in contrast to the side body, this area often isn't even part of the conversation on breath. But it literally holds us up. And we know that our back body houses the spine and so therefore has a strong relationship with our central nervous system, which as Cameron so wisely guides us through the understanding that this is the hard drive for all of our sensory input coming into the system. And in Japanese medicine, the area from the shoulder blades to the mid back not only relates to the lung, but also relates to our emotional world and our autonomic nervous system. So by breathing into the back body, it's a really gentle and simple way to shift our state. Imagine the back body as a balloon, allowing it to gently expand with each breath, feeling your muscles soften, making space for the breath and almost feeling the vertebra, the vertebra expand and decompress as your spine lengthens. And now allow this breath to move up your spine like the ripple of a wave, starting at the bottom behind your navel and moving up towards your shoulders. One of my ventral vagal anchors are trees. And I love the metaphor of using the breath to ground and secure our roots and nourish us in the deepest part of ourselves. And also allow the breath to soften us, rising up and being flexible to allow us to move with each stimuli that comes at us and sway in the breeze. Knowing that we don't have to be strong and sturdy or flexible, knowing that we can embody both in every moment. So let's finish this exploration together by taking a few full deep breaths. Feeling the breath come into your chest and drop down into your abdomen. Filling the side body and filling the back allowing the breath to come down the front and rise up the back. Again, like a ripple moving through us, allowing it to be effortless. Knowing that gentle movement and our breath and gemotherapy can all allow us to become active participants. And when we feel like we're stuck, start to shift. Megan, that is perfection. We're going to end it right there. <laughs> Nothing more to add. Beautiful. What a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Megan, um, if people would like to learn more about your work, um, where might they go and where might they, might, where might they find more about breathing? 
Yeah. So actually, in Elaine Duncan's book, The Tao of Trauma, she has, um, she talks about the five elements in Asian medicine and the treatment of trauma and polyvagal theory. And she does touch into the breath and also some of the self-embrace, some of the self-movement that we, um, and self-touch that we touched on today that you can utilize while you're breathing, placing your hand at your heart center or on your abdomen. She does a beautiful exploration of marrying all those topics. Mm, fantastic. And, you know, I was pleased to find some um, information about breath work in Deb Dana's polyvagal exercises for yeah. safety and connection. Um, an excellent book as a reference for you. And if you'd like to learn more about Chimos, you can head on over to my website, laurenhubelay.com, and learn a little bit more about these extracts Megan and I shared on our Chimo Memo podcast. Megan, I don't want to end without giving a plug for my new podcast. You have inspired me. Thank you. After 20 years, I, I think it's time I learned everything I need to know about breath and breathing. And your little kind nudge in that direction, along with what we're all facing in this year of 2020, clearly breathing and catching our breath is the theme. Going to have a series with a collection of short interviews from health experts, each sharing insights on breath and through their particular training lens, along with each interview will be a practice for you to do at home. So that will be called Breathing Room. I'll be dropping that on Friday. I invite you all to listen in. Thank you, Megan. Thank you.